This is the Wolf Street Report. I'm Wolf Richter at wolfstreet.com, where I tell the stories behind business, finance, and money. It's uh, Saturday night, November 12, 2022. Exactly a year ago, in, in November 2021, during peak crypto craziness, the market cap of all of the many thousands of crypto tokens combined from Bitcoin on down hit $3 trillion globally. Today, the market cap is about $850 billion. So that's down by 72%. In other words, $2.1 trillion have vanished in 12 months. All kinds of cryptos have imploded. Uh, some so-called stable coins that are supposed to be pegged the one-to-one to the US dollar have collapsed overnight. The collapse of the cryptos has triggered the collapse and bankruptcy of a number of crypto exchanges, crypto lenders, crypto hedge funds, and uh, crypto miners, etc. It seems the fundamental principle in the crypto zone is that every firm must be deeply interconnected with other firms and uh, each lending to the other and lending to affiliated hedge funds that then make huge leveraged bets on cryptos and, and they're bidding up each other's tokens. This, as I like to call it, makes for very smooth and efficient contagion. They all went to heaven together until November 2021, and now they're all going to heck together. But where is the contagion to the broader market, to other asset classes, to banks, to other players in the economy? FTX, Alameda Research, and affiliated companies imploded spectacularly over the past week and half now filed for bankruptcy. And it's a huge mess that will drag out for a long time and produce a lot more of these kinds of sordid revelations that we've already seen. These sordid revelations emerging on an hourly basis come with huge numbers attached to them, a billion bucks here, 10 billion bucks there, like 10 billion bucks in customer funds being lent by FTX to its affiliated uh, trading outfit, Alameda Research, where they were incinerated or whatever. Uh, reports emerged of funds disappearing even after the bankruptcy filing, perhaps due to a hack. The amounts of cryptos that vanished appear to be in the billions of fiat dollars. Every day, or or rather every hour, there are new twists and turns and revelations of an utterly sordid business with multi-billion dollar tentacles reaching in all directions. Before FTX, there were uh, Voyager Digital and Celsius that uh, both filed for bankruptcy in July. Three Arrows Capital a hedge fund uh, cross-connected with uh, Voyager also filed for bankruptcy and it was the collapse of uh, Three Arrows Capital that triggered the collapse of Voyager. As the bankruptcy proceedings of FTX.com, FTX US and Alameda Research move forward, it will get even messier and more complex. There will be lots more revelations about counterparties and vanished cryptos, about Uh, lending customers cryptos to hedge funds and other exchanges and whoever and about relying on collateral that then imploded and about the endless tentacles of cross connections in the crypto zone and there will be other crypto lenders that suddenly halt withdrawals and hire bankruptcy counsel.
In the wake of uh, FTX's bankruptcy, another crypto lender, BlockFi, halted uh, withdrawals, uh, preventing customers from taking their cryptos and fiat out, and it hired bankruptcy counsel. BlockFi uh, reportedly loaned Alameda Research some funds, but Alameda Research collapsed, uh, taking uh, these cryptos down with it. The funny thing is that in June, BlockFi was already in trouble and got a 200 million bailout from FTX. So the contagion within the crypto zone is smooth and efficient. Not much gets in the way of slowing it down. These crypto companies and all kinds of other crypto companies were funded as startups by some of the biggest names in the venture capital industry. Just about the entire VC industry jumped on this crypto stuff and and, uh, they threw hundreds of millions of dollars at each of these companies willy-nilly without oversight, without controls, just wanting to ride up the crypto gravy train and and, uh, they just handed piles of money to some dazzling crypto characters and let them run with it and they ran with it and now the money is gone and customer money may be gone and billions of dollars of other people's money uh, is gone and FTX had dozens of venture capital investors that invested two billion dollars in FTX over the past two years with the last round of funding earlier this year at a valuation of 32 billion dollars. These investors include well-known names such as Sequoia Capital, SoftBank, Lightspeed, BlackRock, and and a bunch of others. Their investments in FTX have vanished. And this is how the contagion from the crypto collapse spread to VC funds. Contagion has also spread to companies that are straddling the crypto zone, for example, to banks that have some exposure uh, to crypto firms. Silvergate Bank has uh, specialized on dealing with crypto firms and it has exposure to FTX. The bank is owned by Silvergate Capital, which also has some exposure to cryptos and and, uh, the shares of Silvergate Capital have collapsed by 85% from the peak crypto craziness a year ago. Signature Bank, which tied its fortunes to to cryptos, well, its shares are down 61% from the high. SVB Financial Group, which owns Silicon Valley Bank, is heavily exposed to the entire startup scene, including crypto startup companies. Its shares have plunged uh, by 69% from the high. If regular commercial banks have some exposure to uh, these collapsed companies, it's, it's, it's going to be minor amounts for the bank. Banks are in the business of taking this kind of credit risk and, and they can take on those losses. Robinhood is exposed to all kinds of stuff, but it said specifically that it has no, quote, direct exposure to FTX or anything. And and though FTX founder and former CEO Sam Bankman-Fried owns a large equity stake in Robinhood. Contagion has been spreading to other publicly traded companies with direct or indirect exposure to cryptos, and and their shares have plunged, such as crypto exchange Coinbase, whose shares collapsed by 86% from the high, and MicroStrategy, which is a a dot-com bust survivor, an enterprise software company that decided to sell bonds and buy Bitcoin with the proceeds while turning itself into a leveraged Bitcoin fund. Well, its shares have plunged 86% from the high. Many of the crypto miners in the U.S. have turned into penny stocks, down 97% or whatever, and one Bitcoin miner in the U.S., which wasn't publicly traded, already filed for bankruptcy. Others have warned that they might. 
The problem is that the high cost of electricity makes it uneconomical to mine Bitcoin after the price of Bitcoin collapsed. As FTX gets dismembered and uh, dissected, lots of people and entities will lose lots of money and when everything is said and done, it will be counted in the billions or tens of billions of dollars. The uh, Luna crypto crash vaporized $60 billion overnight, essentially, and, uh, but that was global. Like, like all these things, it's not just U.S. money that vanishes, it's global money, and outside of the crypto zone, the Luna implosion barely made a dent. All this is minor stuff compared to big stocks such as Meta plunging 70% or Tesla plunging 50%. Tesla's drop alone wiped out $620 billion. Amazon's drop at one point wiped out over $1 trillion. But like cryptos, this is all global money. People around the world invest in U.S. stocks. So with cryptos and crypto companies imploding and uh, the contagion spreading into neighboring areas, why hasn't there been more contagion in the broader markets than the economy? So, well, at one point, cryptos had a market cap of $3 trillion. Now it's down to $850 billion. Over two-thirds has already vanished. And outside of uh, the crypto zone, beyond all the mess and chaos in the crypto zone, there, there, the, the crypto implosion has been orderly and, and no big deal. But why? It was money, or what people thought was money, that came out of nowhere over the prior years and over the past 12 months, it went back to nowhere. It was easy come, easy go money. Much of it hadn't been converted into fiat yet. Much hadn't made its way to bank accounts yet. And for a lot of people, it was the gains that evaporated more than their own capital. And part of it had to do with where this money was lost. Lots of people lost lots of money, but that was spread around the globe. Those losses hit crypto investors around the world, not just in the U.S. And a big part has to do with the numbers. They're just not big enough. The U.S. stock markets are around $40 trillion. Uh, the, the cryptos never amounted to one-tenth of that. Two-thirds of the losses are now already behind us. And the remainder of crypto, what's left of it, just amounts to 2% of the stock market. If that remnant, too, goes away... Uh, like goes to zero. Uh, people outside the crypto zone won't even notice. That remaining $850 billion on a global scale is just too small. This was today's edition of the Wolf Street Report. I'm Wolf Richter. You can find me at wolfstreet.com where I tell the stories behind business, finance, and money. Thank you for listening all the way to the bitter end.